Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Let's start this morning in the book of Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4 from verse 1 to 9. Zechariah 4 from verse 1 to 9. It's going to be a lot of scriptures this morning because I need to explain some things to us this morning. And how many of you are excited for THN 7 Days of Glory coming up this Friday? Amen, amen, amen. So I want to set the tone. I want to set the tone. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1 to 9. Zechariah 4, do we have it on the screen? Zechariah 4, from verse 1 to 9. It says, Then the angel who talked to me returned. So Zechariah speaking. Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up. Like someone awakened from the sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it with seven channels to the lamp. And also there were two olive trees by it. One on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? So that means there's an expectation from the Spirit of the Lord. There are certain things that the Spirit of the Lord expects you to know. He says, no, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by power. Not by might, but by what? By my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountains? Last Sunday, I talked about turning your mountains to what? To miracles. He says, what are you, mighty mountains? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then you will bring out the capstone to shout, God bless it. God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Derubabel has laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. I declare in the name of Jesus. Whatever the Lord has started with your hands, you will complete it. Whatever good thing the Lord has started with your hands, you will complete it. In that marriage, you will enjoy peace. In that business, you will make good profit. In your family, you will stand out. He says, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. And his hands were also completed. That's to let you know that God would never put you on a journey that he has not gone ahead of you. So if God enables you to start a thing, there should be no epitome of fear giving you a sensation that you might not enjoy it. For example, you're saving money to buy a car. You put the whole thing together. Now the car is coming. And something just makes you feel that you have an accident when you have the car. That's not God. It says the gift of the Lord comes with joy. And there is no epitome of sorrow in it. Oh, I'm processing my admission outside the country. And all of a sudden, you are hearing people saying they are denying their visa. There's something tells you they are going to deny your visa. That's not how God works. If God has designed you to study outside of this country, there is no man that can stop it. 
Johante came back from her husband's house and said, marriage is not good. So a part of you feels that you're not going to get married. That is not how God works. Everybody's marriage has not been given the same template. There are 700 people that applied for a job. And by the time you got in for the interview, the person said, we are only hiring 10. Why would you think you can't be among the 10? When God starts a foundation, he ensures that it's completed. It's man that starts a foundation and is looking for money to finish up the building. When God starts a foundation for a thing, it's settled. Then you will know that the Lord God Almighty has sent me. Now, second scripture, give me 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, we'll start from verse 55. Verse 55 to 58. I want you to pay attention to all the scriptures I'm giving this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, from verse 55 to 58. It's an amazing scripture that they always uh, quote when you go for funeral ceremonies. So not too many Christians like to hear it. Everybody seems to be scared of death. Amen. It says, where, O death, is your victory? That's a question to death. The only person that is capable of questioning death is the person that has defeated death. There is a way God works. If you work closely with God, it will never make you have the same experience twice. Listen closely this morning. God will never make you do what? Have the same experience twice. I'll say two things that will make you understand. If you have tasted poverty and God brings you out, you can't go back there. You can't. That's why I tell people there is a difference between being cured of a particular sickness and being healed. And now there's another level from being healed to being made whole. There were some folks that God said, be healed. And there were some folks that he said in the scripture. He said, be healed and be made whole. When you're talking about being healed, it means that particular sickness is out. It does not mean there are still no other sicknesses. So if God cured you of cancer, there could still be kidney issues there. But it has not sprung up yet. There could still be diabetes there, but it's not springing up yet. But when it says made whole, it means your entire body returns back to heaven setting. That's what it means. So when the Lord cured me of asthma, he said, I am changing your entire blood system. Because now I've now come to realize that everything that affects the human body is attached to your blood. If I have those that studied biochemistry or chemistry in this place, everything about the human system. That's why when you go to the hospital and no matter your complaint, what's the first thing they say they want to do on you? Blood test. Everything about you, even down to your brain sensation, is blood. Because the day blood stops flowing the normal direction to your brain, trust me, madness is just the beginning. So when he said that to me, that revelation, he said, I'm changing your entire blood system. Nobody in your bloodline will have this sickness again. That's to let me know that certain parents can transfer sickness from their blood to their children. They can transfer it. So in your whole part of mind, you are thinking that I never drank alcohol. I never smoked. 
I never did uh, marijuana. Uh, I was always taking the right diet every single day. Then you just clock 40. And they say they are dictating diabetes. So you are surprised. Like, where did it come from? Where did it come from? You are the type that is very, very joyful. Very joyful. Nothing can make you sad. They slap you on the right, you turn the left. They slap you on the left, you turn the right. Nothing makes you sad. You are ever joyful. You are always the type that comes to the front of the church, always dancing. All of a sudden, you passed out. And by the time they checked you, they said you have high blood pressure. And you're asking yourself, where did it come from? It was passed to you through the blood. It was passed you through the blood. That's why the scripture says there is a better thing that speaks than what? Than the blood of Abel. It says, oh death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Somebody say thanks be to God. It gives us. Now, if the scripture said he has given us, it means certain people are entitled to it. Because giving is past. It means certain people. So when he say he gives us, it means you are in Christ today, you enjoy the victory. You walk out for a few seconds and come back. What happens again? You enjoy the same victory. He gives us. My favorite scripture says, thanks be to God who daily loads us with benefit. So it gives you victory every single day. That's why a man of God will say, never you feel bad or down when you feel like you've messed up. Because victory is waiting for you. Victory is waiting for you. He has not given. He gives. He has not given. He does what? He gives. Every single day, he gives. He gives. It's not a license to sin, but he gives victory every day. And does it, it does not give the victory. It gives victory through who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love this verse. I love this verse. If you, if you want to take it on, that's something you should boast about. Now see what it says. It says, therefore my brothers and sisters. Now, for, for the scripture to, 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 to bring that acknowledgement of brothers and sisters, it's talking about equality. It didn't say, therefore my prophets and bishops. Then you know you're not part of them. Trust me. No matter the grace that's upon your life, there's just one prophet in the house. So if he says, if he says, dear prophet, you know he's talking to me. Amen. But he says, my brothers and sisters, every one of us, security, protocol, ushers, music team, media team, the guy selling gala on the street, those prisoners, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Now look at the person. This is necessary. He said, "Let nothing move you." This is in the scripture. Let nothing do what? Let nothing move you. I will see how you will graduate. Let nothing move you. All your sisters in your family that got married, they came back home after a few months because the husband was terrible. Let nothing do what? Nobody has succeeded in this family. Let nothing. The 
the same thing that killed your mother is about to kill you. Let nothing do what? Move you. One time I was talking to somebody on the phone. And the person said, I'm beginning to feel the symptoms that killed my mom. And the first thing I asked the person, were you and your mom born on the same day? They said, no, that my mom died at 40-something. I said, how old are you? She said, 20-something. I said, okay. I said, even if the devil wants to strike, he will at least strike at the age he killed your mother. So you still have 20-something years to go. But he said, no, pastor, I'm already feeling the symptoms. I said, you were not born on the same day. You can't die on the same day. Calm down. Let nothing do what? Move you. Your marriage is a few weeks away or a few months away. And you are seeing that they are pursuing the guy in your dream. Let nothing do what? Move you. Let nothing move you. Let nothing move you. I'm speaking into somebody's spirit this morning. Let nothing move you. The person that is supposed to give you money, all of a sudden they called you and said the person fell down from the bike and broke his leg. Let nothing do what? Move you. Because your help is not from a man. Your help is from where? I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where else my help comes from? My help comes from where? If he fell on the bike, God will collect the blessing from him and give it to somebody else that will not be on the bike. That's the way it works. Have your sin. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. It's in the scripture. Always give yourself what? Fully to the work of the Lord. Now, the work of the Lord does not mean that you have to come to church and sweep the floor. Does not mean that when pastor comes, you stand up and say, celebrate yourself. To the work of the Lord, it means to the bidding of the Lord. Whatever the Lord says is what you're doing. If somebody says, I'm working for that man, does not mean that we all have the same job description. Our works are different. If I decide to leave this pulpit and start ushering, I have left my job description. Because it's not my job. Am I is to teach God's word. Somebody else is to welcome you. Somebody else is to receive you. Somebody else is to ensure that there is amplification of voice. Somebody else is to ensure that this place is beautified for you to enjoy God's service. Our works are different. As far as I'm concerned, gossip is not part of the work. Backbiting is not part of the work. Snitching is not part of the work. You heard that they're about to bless somebody. Then you quickly went there and tell them, ah, that person you want to bless. It's like you don't know him more. What else do they need to know about it? He says, give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor, another word for labor there is relationship. Because when people see labor, they just think it's all about work. It's also relationship. It means your relationship with the Lord is not what? Is not in vain. So the first establishment for victory lies on the foundation of relationship. The first establishment for victory, it lies on the platform of relationship. Your relationship determines what is extended to you. If you are connected to a politician in this time and period, Trust me, I should not be surprised if you buy a Venza. I should not be surprised. Because if you tell a politician right now that 5,000 flyers 
is two million, he will give you the money. If you tell him one billboard in the city of Ibadan is 500,000, he will give you the money. Because at this point, a politician is ready to spend everything, even his blood, just to hand that position. So your relationship determines what is extended to you. What you are connected to is significant to what works for you. What you are connected to is significant to what? To what works for you. Somebody cracked a joke on the internet when there was COVID-19 it, uh, and it was so ram uh, invading Africa on a very strong note. So I think I don't, I'm not going to mention his name for the sake of media. He said, ah, with this COVID-19 hitting Africa, all Africans will die. They can't survive it. They are very dirty. Africans are not healthy. Africans don't have what it takes to combat COVID-19. Sorry, I'm about to mention your tribe. The one funny Obama went on the TV. He said the demons in Nigerians are too much. And the churches in Nigeria are too much for COVID-19 to even exist. So the person is using both demon and church. And to be honest, if you critically look at it, he's saying the truth. Some demons still want blood. So they will not afford you to die. So the demon will protect you from COVID-19. Now, God on the other side too, still wants you to worship him. So what will he do? He'll protect you. So the person was right. He said the demons in Nigeria are not sleeping. COVID-19 cannot. In fact, they were giving it time. And trust me, I think Nigeria was the only country that the exact time they gave of COVID-19 to evacuate. That was the time the thing left. Trust me. The man of God said, before December, COVID-19 is gone. It was gone. So anytime I go out now, somebody's telling me, use no smart. I say, in which country? There's no COVID-19 anywhere again. Whatever you're connected to is significant to what works for you. You might not hear it to come on in church. And sincerely, note this now, nothing works without a connection. What did I say? Nothing works without what? Without a connection. Whether you take this as a testimony or not, but left to me and the person involved is a testimony. I walked into Nigerian immigration office. Saw massive crowd. Massive crowd to the point that they give you an appointment for 2 o'clock. Forget it, it's not 2 o'clock. It's the next day or maybe next month. But I had a connection in there. Walked in. Asked the security. I'm looking for this man. I got to the man. The man gave me the form that people were queuing for. I filled the form. I said, what next? He said, Pastor, don't worry, you can go. We'll call you when to come for your biometrics. The next thing was, I got home, I got the email. Pastor, we have fixed your biometrics. Guess what? The slot for that day was filled up, but they still squeezed me and the person inside. I got there on the day of the biometrics. I saw a massive crowd again. My connection works. Walked into the guy's office. He said, Pastor, you're welcome. I celebrate you, sir. How is the upcoming 70 year? I said, the Lord is faithful. It's going to be great. He said, all right, sir. He said, okay. He just looked at his uh, uh, junior officer. I said, hey, take Pastor and the, his assistant to the place. Let them go and do their biometrics. I walked in there like this. I didn't spend up to 30 minutes or, or close to an hour. There was still crowd. 
outside. And guess what? They did not come at 2 o'clock. I got there at 2 o'clock. Crowd has been there since 5.30. 6. And guess what? I was still part of the first set of the people that they answered. If you don't clap as a testimony. <sighs> Listen. Nothing works without connection. Nothing works. Imagine me sitting on that canopy. Hot sun. They did not come at me. They not come at me and say, hey, "What's your number?" Uh, oh yeah, sorry, you come back next week. My own uncle, they bounced him. They've been bouncing him for two months. My uncle kept asking, "What connection do you have there?" I said, "I said, sir, whenever you want to go, let me know." Nothing works without a connection. It's not demonic. It's systematic. Systematic. You need admission so bad. And the register is your uncle. And you are still crying. Father, give me admission. Are you a joke? That's admission right there waiting for you. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, I'm not saying you use connection to do evil. But listen, there are certain people that are implanted in certain places for your sake. Don't abuse it, but take good advantage of it. Don't go and submit an F9 resort and expect your uncle as a resident to give you admission. No. Do your part. Get your good result. You can't have A1 parallel and you give your uncle your result. Your uncle is eager to get you an admission. Maybe it's F9 parallel. Well, that one is no longer connection. That one is abuse. Nothing works without a connection. The space of every man is the foundation for many things. The space of every man is the foundation for many things. Your association determines your experience. And get this right today. I don't know what they might have been teaching you from where you are coming from. Victory is not an event. It's an experience. Victory is what? It's not an event. It's an experience. So if God has given you victory over poverty... And now you have crossed into prosperity. Never shall I hear you say that you had money in January, but you were broke in February. That's not how God works. It's an experience. But the challenge we have today is that we are stuck in the space of life where, where many voices have clouded the voice of God. There's this powerful song by Moses Bliss. He says, only you matters. Only you make sense. We are clouded. That's why you hear pastors like us who always encourage people whenever they want to have a quiet time with the Lord, go for a retreat. Go and lodge in a faraway place whereby there is no, there is, there is no, there is no uh, sense of distraction. Imagine you trusting God for something and God is telling you, I want you to wait on me for three days. And somebody comes and looks at you and says, is that how you get a job? By praying and fasting. Come on, go on the street and look for a job. Listen, the patterns are different. The patterns are different. I have pastoral friends that, if I, many of the times what they say to me is, Pitoms, there is a grace that works for you. I'm like, okay, amen. They're like, you're not passing through some challenges that pastors are passing through. I said, how do you mean? He said, it's, it's a, it, it must be a backing from God for you to still maintain the same pedestrian. That you don't have to struggle. 
didn't struggle looking for this place. And I didn't struggle looking for the previous place too. Have they turned down people here? Yes. Have they turned down people at the previous place? Yes. But I didn't have to encounter it. Because I'm not clouded. I'm not clouded. That very day I told my wife, I said, this morning we are going to look out for a new space for the church. And I came back with a good news. Abraham said, servant, stay here. Me and the boy, we are going up yonder to worship. To be guided and to be directed by voice. You're trusting God for something and at the same time, your uncle is the one speaking to you. Your auntie is the one speaking to you. Your neighbor is speaking to you. Your grandma is speaking to you. Your grandpa is speaking to you. Listen, if God talks, you will not hear. Because there are five other voices that has clouded your, your understanding. We have a society where everybody is weighed down by opinions. Somebody, some, somebody said on the TV just a few days ago, he said he's doubting. Now this is my God. He said he's doubting if there's going to be an election in February 2023. And the next thing I said to myself was, so far it does not affect my bank account. I don't care. How many of you no? How many of you feel like it's a president that rules your life? If you feel that way, raise up your hand. Now let's now even be honest, honest Nigerians with PVC. Which one of you wakes up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm praying for the president. Give him good health. Give him good strength. Give him wisdom. Raise up your hand here. I told my wife, I said, from the U.S. where I come from, nobody thinks that there's a president sitting somewhere, anywhere. No. I've not even thought of God too much. I'm not thinking of man in hassle. Come on. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. So that was my response. So some people are going all over TVs, going all over interviews. They are clamoring that they are doubting if election will hold. They are doubting if what well, I would see. I'm not praying for Nigeria to split, but if Nigeria split, my house will still remain where it is. THN Church will still remain where it is. I will still operate my social media the way I will operate it. I will still drive my car the way I will drive my car. My wife will still give me food. She won't give me divided food. be realistic. Nothing about your life changes. Nothing about it changes. You're weighed down by the opinions of people. That's the society we have. A system where God's word is suspended for the opinions of men. And this is my response. Never you suspend God's word for the opinions of men. Men's words are temporary. And many of the time, a man's word will never make sense and will never make you go far. But that's what we have in church. And that's why we have to combat it. Why didn't you apply for the job? Well, my, my, my uncle said that uh, from the look of things, I don't look qualified. Apply first. Apply first. Why are you living inside the bush? Why can't you live in the city? Ah, Pastor, let me just stay inside the bush here. I don't want people to know that I have money. Listen, if there is a glory of prosperity on you, you can't hide it. You can't hide it. You can't hide it. 
We went for a rally yesterday. I didn't know how everybody that saw me on the street knew that I was a pastor. There were other guys, nice or good-looking guys, whatever they call it, or looking good. There's one, whatever it is. They were all on the street. But how did they know that this guy was a pastor? One man sitting there, my protocol was One man sitting there and say, "Sir, pray for me. You are the pastor." My, how do you know? I tried everything. That was the more reason why I didn't even use glasses. I said, okay, if I use glasses amongst everybody, they'll quickly identify me. I went with my normal face. And they could still identify. Listen, once light shines on you, even the Gentiles will see it. They'll see it. They'll see it. They'll see it. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, there was a house very close to our house. Every single tenant, they don't do two months there or three months, they pack out. So, we were so forced to find out why people were packing out. We were so forced to find out why people were packing out. Only for us to find out that the woman was wearing goats. And those goats were not normal goats. They were goats that could dissect your future. Goats that could tell you where you are going to. Spiritual goats. With spiritual identity. But some folks live there and they realize that things were not going well for them. And this is my option to life. Light and darkness can't stay together. If you want to maintain this territory as darkness, my territory will be elsewhere. But guess what? My territory is going to be bigger and better. It was a one-room apartment. All of them were renting. They were packing out one by one. Because goats were all over the place. The woman will be talking to goats like talking to human beings. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not the landlord. If I'm the landlord, then I can dictate whatever happens in a place. But I'm not the landlord. I'll check out for you. I'll check out for you. Opinions of men. Orchestrations of men. These are things that has weighed people down and why they are not experiencing victory. Nobody makes it to the top in your family and you maintain that pedestrian. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. They told me in my family, they said, nobody in your family does a wedding without people contributing money for them. And I made my stand. Not a single person will contribute money for this wedding. And it will be the best that this family has ever had. Till today, till today, they still make reference to a wedding that happened last year. With no contribution. With no contribution. Somebody told me a shaman out there. He said, ah, no pastor runs a hall in Ibadan here. Three months, they pack out. We were there for a year and a half. We were there for a year and a half. And we did not hold a thing. I met the owner of the place after we left. He said, you changed my mentality about church. People that have come here, they end up owing us six months, three months, four months. He said, you left this place not owing us. We are even the one having credit to give back to you. That's the society we live. That's the society we live. Foundation is the first key for establishment. That's why the scripture says, if the foundation be faulty, what can what? What can the righteous do? 
no matter how right you are in doing anything, once your foundation is messed up, you can't go far. You can't go far. So I want to go back to that Zachariah, but I'm going to maintain from verse, four, from verse 1 to 3. I want to expose some truth to you. And I appreciate if the media can give me that scripture in the Amplified Classic. Zechariah chapter 4, from verse 1 to 3. It says, And the angel who talked with me came again and awakened me. You know, the word awakened means to bring to my consciousness. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do to you this morning. I want to bring some things to your, uh, uh, to your consciousness so that you understand this journey of faith that you're subscribed to. He says, awaken me like a man who is waking out from his sleep. Some of us are sleeping here. The church I used to go to in Houston, my pastor will always shout it. Your prosperity does not come when you are married. Because there are some ladies like that here. I won't have money. God, just bless my husband. Once my husband has money, me too, I'll have my own money. No. No. It's not too bad for a 20-something-year-old lady to have a house. Too bad. If it's not happening in your family, you can start it. You can start it. God has not called you to be that kind of follow-follow. God has called you to, be, to set new frontiers. You all are pay-setters. Pay-setters. When my dad was alive, my dad always said, my dad would say, I want my children to kickstart something new. Before I started ministry, my sister already had an orphanage home. Before I started ministry. You don't have to wait for marriage. Now, I'm not saying marriage is not good. But why keep the money that you will have used to bought a car and say, I don't want to buy a car so that when the man sees me, he will not think I'm proud. Listen, if a man thinks that seeing you with a car you are not maritally fit, then he's not your husband. It's not. It's not. It's not. Ah, I'm not going to build a house here though. If I build a house, no man will come after me. Sir, ma, he's not your husband. I used to tell my wife in the car, please have your seat. I used to tell my wife in the car, I said my endless prayer is that my wife should have more money than me. I will not struggle again. I'm telling you the truth. I saw this one that we are booking for ticket online. I will just be sleeping on the bed. Just wake me up when it's time for the flight. I will not. I would not. That's my prayer. And I know God is going to answer my prayer. I will not bother for anything. School fees. Mm. In fact, because of that, if I'm trusting God for four, I can make it 16 because I'm not bothered. Because she has the money. She has, she has the money. That's the money. I will not bother. The, if I, I will just, I'll just tell her the clothes I want. I just wake up in the morning and I say, Ah! I say, Baby, the mechanic said that my brain box for the car is spoiled. Too. I just need a new car. But some men feel intimidated once their woman has money. Their woman has, has money. Is a wrong is a wrong stereotype, very wrong one, very wrong one. That you grew up in the house where your dad was always giving your mom money, so something makes you feel that that's how it must continue. No, 
No, it's wrong. It's wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. See, 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 in, in this family, this is how we this is how we do things. Our wives don't work. If you are a lady in this place and the man is telling you not to work, I don't approve separation, but for that one, I approve it. It's the truth. Because you need to understand this. There is what we call times and seasons. That is booming today. It does not mean it will boom forever. There will be challenging times. In that challenging times, trust me, that's when you will see the other side of a man. The man that is always opening the door for you. In challenging times, you will even forget he has a car key. Because the first thing he will sell is the car. And by the time he wants to hop on a bike, it's just one bike. He will take his own and be calling you on the bike. Have you seen bike? Because he's challenged, he's oppressed, he's frustrated. Any man that is going to try crisis, the first thing that comes on them is a spirit of frustration. Because he can't explain how he moved from millions down to hundreds. He can't explain it. He can't explain how he had 10 companies and he moved to two. He can't. He's frustrated. And what's the reason behind the frustration? Because he's trying to figure out a way out. But because he has told you as a wife, in my family, our women don't work. So you two are in the house. And you know women, they will always talk. Amen? Women that are here, don't you talk? They always talk. You know the man does not have money. Why are you reminding him that there is no Maggie in the house? You know he doesn't have money. What do you want him to do? You want him to turn to Maggie? You know, you know, you know, you know he's broke. No money. Daddy Junior, eh, eh, since you decided to cook rice, there, there, there's no Maggie. You don't have to remind someone that is broke. No. You don't have to. That alone, it can throw you a slap from where you are. Because he expects you to understand that his pocket is dry. But as women, they will always talk. Daddy Junior, my hair is due and there's no money. No, what do you want him to do? Let's go back to my scripture. Like a man that is waking out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? I see and behold a lampstand. A solid lampstand. Hall of gold. So I want to explain each of those things that he saw to you. So that we can have a clear understanding this morning. A solid gold lamp, it signifies purity. It signifies solidified relationship. Signifies holiness. Signifies perfection and a renewed life. So that's why I say to you all the time, it's not your prayer that God answers. He looks at the works of your hands to honor your prayers. That's why your earnest decision as a child of God is to maintain a pure relationship with God and with man. Why would you be my best friend, but I don't wish you well? That's not good. Why would I come to a church and say I'm part of the workforce, I'm under this pastor? But once you step out of the church, nothing good comes about you about that man of God. Nothing good comes about you about the church. 
That's why some people can be in a place for many years but still not tap into the grace that works there. I was a winner's shop and Pastor David the Bureau man said, he said, I have never been a winner's member. I only came here for three months Bible training. He said, but all the grace that works here is working in my life. So he said, if you're an usher here and you've been here for 30 something, 40 something years and you have not changed your level, he said, the issue is not the church. The issue is not the pastor. The issue is you. You are in THN here and you are still being stranded. You are still having issues with money. You are still having issues with creating new ideas. The issue is not P-Toms. The issue is not Potoms. The issue is not THN Church. The issue is not even the city of Ibadan. The issue is not Nigeria. The issue is who? It's you. It's you. In this Nigeria that I'm far, as far as I'm concerned, any business can be profitable. What did I say? Any business can be profitable. The youngest commissioner we ever have in Nigeria here, we, 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 we've known each other for a long time. How did he get to where he was? He saw that somebody was about to contest for governor. He reached out to the person on LinkedIn and on Twitter. He said, I can create awareness for you. I can do flyers for you. I can design stuff for you. And trust me, you have a governor that is very innovative. Who will see someone that wants to create new ideas and graphical stuff for you? Brought the guy on board and said, okay, be my... Uh, media analyst for the whole thing. After it was done, give him the appointment as commissioner for youth and sport. God gives you ideas that can bring about profit. Gives you. Gives you. One of my two brothers in the U.S. that work closely for Pastor Chris right now. What did the guy say to Pastor Chris? He said, Pastor Chris, we can do this, we can do that. Pastor Chris is, not that he's totally against social media, but he feels like that thing is a whole box of distraction. He said, we can actually create our own hub for Christ Embassy. King's chart. I mean, if you have heard about that before. He said, we can create King's chart for Christ Embassy. It's like Facebook. It's like Instagram. It's strictly for... Pastor Chris said, what? You can do what? He said, okay, go ahead, do it. Test run, they did everything. Pastor Chris was like, wow, so this is possible? He asked those guys, what do you want? The first one said, he said, I just want to keep working and expanding the vision of my man of God. The second one did not even think twice. He just, since they were brothers, he said, what my brother said is what I want to do. No man of God will hear that you want to help him to amplify his vision. He will vomit everything he has inside him, inside you. He will vomit everything. Pastor Chris looked at those two guys that day. Then they were just 18. He looked at those two guys and said, from today, you will never lack. Let's fly first class. As far as I'm concerned, one of them just bought a house on on the island in California. Those guys are big boys. But when you see them, they look like someone that doesn't have anything. Because they supported, they amplified the vision of a particular man of God. Pastor Adebo, he said to Kunle Ajayi, when things were very rough for him, he said, if you follow me as far as I go, you will get there. He said, as far as I go, you will get there. There is no country that Kunle Ajayi has not stepped into. If that man was just blowing sacks, just the way he was blowing sacks, he wouldn't have gone this far. Solidified relationship. Purity in all that you do. I've heard a lot of stories and testimony. Even down to my spiritual father's church. An entire law chamber in my spiritual father's church was handed over to somebody. An entire pharmaceutical store was handed over to somebody because they saw purity in his works. Ordinary birthday, your boss cannot invite you. It means you must be a bad person. Ordinary birthday. 
your boss has kids and they are saying the kids not, should not talk to you you must be a bad auntie you must be a bad person your boss is traveling he took the key of his house he heated it inside flower pots and buried it put everything buried it and he cannot trust you with the key of the house and say once in a while just go and me check my house and see what is there you must be a terrible person I said it in this church. There are some people till Jesus come, till Jesus come, till Jesus come. I will never give them my ATM card. Go and withdraw two five for me. It's a lie. They will first check their account balance, and they will legit come and tell you. Say, Pastor, uh, when you told me to go and withdraw, I had to check your account balance first before I withdrew the two five. So I saw that you have eighty six thousand. So I took two five. So your balance is. Why did I, I me that say you should withdraw two five? I know what is there. You don't have to come and tell me. And guess what? He did not just tell me the account balance for accuracy's sake. He's already calculating the problems he has. That out of my remaining eighty three thousand, he can solve. Have your say. Till Jesus come. Solidified relationship, holiness, perfection. Now, if you continue with that scripture, it says, I see this solid gold lampstand with a bowl of oil. Oil there means anointing. It means enablement. It means capacity. My spiritual father said something to us at this uh, uh, recent 7DG. What he said to us, he said, if you can avoid distraction, if you can be focused, he said, your capacity is dangerous. Your capacity is dangerous. It's dangerous. What has really helped the growth of TA10 Church is because I'm focused. Because I'm focused. Can't I do other things? Of course I could. Of course I could. I'm the type that loves to travel, but I can't even do more of traveling anymore. I can't. I told some of my workforce, I said, if I quit as THM pastor, as lead pastor, maybe just hand over to somebody, and I focus on THN Orb and THN Media, I said, I will still be regarded as successful. Because it's still part of the vision. So in the space of the seven gold lampstands that signifies uh, 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 solidified relationship, it signifies professional holiness, God brings about a oil. Oil, what is that oil? Anointing, enablement. You are enabled for good works. You are ignited for good works. It's right there in the scripture. He said, what do you see? He said, I'm seeing oil. What's the oil for? Enablement. In other words, you don't pray to be anointed. Don't pray to be anointed. Your standing, your standpoint determines the enablement that comes to you. That's why you, that, 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 that's why you hear this funny uh, Yoruba slogan. They need to know. Which country are you fighting for? I need to know. I need to know. The Bible says you can neither be hot nor cold. What did he say? I will spit you out. You must maintain a constant temperature, a constant spiritual temperature as a child of God. 
today, every Sunday, your entire neighborhood, they know that a Christian has arrived. But Monday like this, we're ready to bury. Who took my bucket? Could I need that I took my bucket? As, and you, on Sunday, you still give them flyer for 70G. Say, I'm invited. No, no. Please don't collect that flyer again. No. Sunday, you are holy. Monday, you are back on the street. Tuesday, you are on the street. Wednesday, you crawl inside to receive small jars that will work for you. Friday, you are in the club. Saturday, you are brushing up, trying to act normal. Then Sunday, you come. You are the type that will be rolling on the floor. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Your standing determines the enablement that comes to you. You're standing, you're standing, you're standing, you're standing. Are you for light or are you for darkness? We are clamoring victory without a fight. We need to understand. That's why the Israelites said, the woman said, I have secured you people in my house. I know the mission is to destroy the entire city. What will save me and my family? They said, for this you have done. We see that you are on our side. Put this sign in front of your house. We'll pass through that thing. I won't touch you. Some philosophers proved that it's not every firstborn of the Egyptians that died on the Passover night. And I agree with that philosophy a little bit. You know why? Because the Bible says what the Bible says God told Moses. He said, sacrifice a lamp and put it on every doorpost. Listen, there is a tendency that one Egyptian was in the house of the Israelites. How many of you believe that? That's a tendency. So guess what? The angel of death was passing, killing Egyptians. What happened to that Egyptian? He's secured. He's secured. He's secured. You, you, you have to understand your standing in this faith. You have to understand your standing. There are a lot of rubbish going on all over the social media and some Christians are confused. Why? Because you don't, you don't, you don't know where you are standing. Was her seven digits? My wife was the one that showed me and said, come and hear what's going on on the internet about these uh, tithes, giving, this, this and that. The truth of the matter is some Christians are daft. Which one is more in tithe and offering? It's not offering. Tithe is just 10%. Listen, my pastor in Houston, I think when he came to THN, yeah, he talked about it. Listen, the entrance to your giving is greed. If you are a greedy man, even 10% is too big for you. Out of 100, God is giving you 90 to yourself and is requesting for 10 and you can't drop it. You are the most greedy human being that ever existed. It's the truth. And the truth of the matter is that your offering should even be more than your tithe. Your offering is more than your tithe. I wish Christianity was operated like traditionalism. I wish. Even to carry your phone and do live video and talk about the man of God, fear will grip you. I wish. I wish when you wanted to join THN church, they took out of your blood and said, you have covenanted with this church. The day you say anything, you die in seven days. Trust me, your, your negative thoughts, it will tear off. Ha'ilala give you power. 
then your mind is telling you that I'll go and show that Ailala priest. How? When someone that you entered the shrine did not walk in through the door, he came in from the wall. You now want to be thinking about how you are dead. You are dead. You are dead. I wish God gave pastors and we pastors, prophet, bishop, that kind of power. All this one that I was walking on the stage, I just come like this. Ah, praise the Lord. No, trust me. Ah, no, how dare you say? No, it's not possible. You say you want to go on live video and say, those pastors are always asking for money. Someone that appeared on the stage, you want to... Something will tell you that they can just appear on the screen. You never hear them talk about Afas, Imam. You never hear them talk about traditional priests. It's just pastors they, they freely talk about. And you know the funny thing? It's not Muslims that are talking. It's Christians. 90% of them were strong workforce in a church. But because they could not align with certain system in that church and the church kicked them out because they feel that the church is their bad, right? They are looking for everything to fight that church. Pastors are not the target, but one particular pastor is the target. So every other person falls under the same bracket. Till today, nobody has talked about Guru Maharaj. No, let's talk. Say something. He's always wearing white. He's always wearing red. Just go. Stand. I told, I told my wife when we had we were coming back from Lagos, so there was traffic in front of Guru Maharaj. I told her, I said, I said, can you notice something on this traffic? He said, what? I said, do you see that everybody is looking at Guru Maharaj's side? He said, it's true. Like literally everybody on the road was looking at the side. Not that they were having anything. I said, it's because once there is no traffic, you know, everybody passes with speed. Nobody pays attention. I said, but now all attention is on Guru Maharaj. I said, if they born any lady well, let her go outside and say something negative. She's gone. She's gone. My wife said, how do you, have you watched it there before? I said, I'm telling you from what we know. If a lady enters that place, you do their Saturday or Sunday service with them once, and Guru Maharaj says he likes you, forget it. Oh. Just stay the people at your house not to expect you again. It's the truth. You are gone. You are gone. But here, once it's 11, I still release you to go. Imagine, imagine Christians operated like that. The man went on national TV. He was saying he's God. Even the broadcaster could not argue with him. Broadcaster could not argue. The other day, Benson Daosa was on TV with the national president for which organization? All the way from wherever country they came from. Daosa put his leg on the table. The witchcraft person will say, our convention will hold. Our convention will hold. He also said, if I be a man of God, it will not hold. Even the broadcaster was shifting chair. I wish that they can upload that video on YouTube one day. I watched it. He was shifting chair towards the witchcraft person because he was not certain. It was like, this witchcraft is talking with boldness. He also is just cool and calm. If I be a man of God, that's more than boldness. That's more than boldness. If I be a man of God, that's more than bonus. My spiritual father was flying one day. We, we, we actually flew in together. So he, he, he took a flight different from mine. It was like, tomorrow I was like, sir, I'm already in this particular country and all that stuff. He was like, okay, I'm just about to board. I said, who they stop? Who stops the wind? And he laughed. He just sent me, hello, hell. I said, who can stop the wind? Because he was like, pray for me, I'm about to fly. I said, who will stop the wind? If me, your son, can fly freely, who will not stop the father? Jesus said, Hi, my father. We are what? We are one. If they can't touch the son, how will they touch the father? 
I'm tapping from this grace. And from this grace, I'm running my life. So why would they not touch the grace that I'm tapping from? It's not possible. Your mess determines the ministries that is given to you. Your mess determines what? The ministry that is given to you. Go and find anybody in any form of uniqueness in ministry. They've conquered that place. They have conquered that place. The reason why I have the gift of healing is because I conquered asthma. The reason why I have the grace for finance is because I conquered lack. Go and find out. Go and find any man of God that is loaded with the word of God. That's a man of God that has earnestly discerned in his heart that he wants to know God. Some of us are preaching from the place of experience. Some of us are preaching from the place of study. Some of us are preaching from our heart. But you just find someone that is just dissecting scripture, dissecting scripture. That is somebody that earnestly designed in his heart that I just want to know this God. So he's pouring out to you from what he knows. Now when you find a man of God that every time you come for the service, he's just pouring out prayer point for you. Go and find out someone that has fought battles. When Dikio, Pastor Dikio, Dr. Dikio Lukoya, sorry, Dr. Dikio Lukoya of MFM told us his story in a particular meeting I went for. I was watching online actually, and he was saying his story. I said, Now I'm not surprised why they pray like this in this church. He said he was an Anglican boy. Oh no, a CSU or maybe Anglican boy. That he was in the choir. That one day, you know how choir room, all of them line up. He said they were about to go in. Then the Baba just came and said, you cannot start this service until I'm seated. And the priest looked at him and said, Papa, Joe, calm down. Like, what's the issue? Go and sit down. He said, you cannot start this service until I'm here. Priest, come. We need to talk. The priest who was forming, you cannot be disgracing me in front of people here now. What's the meaning of that? Papa, just said, you know who I be? Now, they were speaking Yoruba, obviously, not English. You know who I be? Priest said, show yourself. Ah. And you need to go and look for that teaching on YouTube. He said, the Baba Jolly moved his agbada. And all they saw was Bante, Tams. Baba that was ordained in the church. It's like a deacon in Chechen saying, Pitons, I will show you. And he removed his suit. And you see all sorts of charms. Dicko, look how you felt. Well, maybe the man has backslided. Maybe that's why he did like that. He's shocking part. That was the day he took off from that church. He said, the shocking part where he just saw the priest too. Remove his white robe. And he saw charms. He said, wait, the grace I'm under. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, so the priest can overprotect himself like this. That means I'm not covered. I'm not covered. He said that day, he just dropped their hymn book and took off. He told these people, he said, I'm never coming back here again. He went to the mountain and started seeking God. He said, God, tell me, do I have to have charms? Do I have to have bante? Do I have to have this? And of course, you know, you know what it is in, in this Christian, in, in, in this kind of society we live. If you've seen what your eyes is not supposed to see, what do you think will happen? They'll fight you. They'll fight you. They'll fight you. Go and look out for anybody that is going around talking about someone in a bad way, and the person you're talking about is doing everything to shut you up. It's because he has an information that person does not want him to release. That's why for some folks that left THA, I never did anything to say I'm looking for somebody, go and arrest this person. Why? Because you don't have any information about me. There's nothing about me you want to say. 
But if you see me going everywhere, coming every Sunday service, and preaching against somebody that left, that means I'm hiding something. He said that was a day determined in his mind that I must seek for power. The, the owner, the, the, the general manager of MFA, he said that was a day I determined I said, eh? I must seek for the real power. There is a real power. So don't be surprised when somebody says, every giant in my father's house fall down flat, pray like a wounded lion. He is speaking from experience. You didn't see what he saw. You didn't see what he saw. You didn't see it. You didn't see it. When you say, yes, someone like Pastor Chris speaking in tongues for hours, and he's saying, you can do it. Keep speaking. You can do it. Keep speaking. And he's not touching you. He's just walking around you. And people are falling. People are catching the influence of the Holy Spirit. It's because he knows the revelation of this power of speaking in tongues. He has told us several times in meetings how he spoke in tongues and for 18 hours he was fellowshipping with Angel Michael, Angel Gabriel. You, you don't want that. Let's be honest. If Angel Gabriel visits you, you will not be happy. That's why he teaches starting things like that. So when you see someone like me teaching you from the place of revelation, teaching you from what I understand, sharing a lot of things with you, it's because of the kind of things I've conquered. Your mess determines the ministry that you are battered into. Your good works determines the powers that is extended to you. If there is anything that is ruling this society and this world where we live, it's what we call power. Someone shout power. It's power. It's power. It's power. My mom said to me, he said, he said, tomorrow for your wedding day, do not give certain invitation cards to certain people. I said, I really want them to come. I want them to be there. I want them to come. The power that says that wedding will not hold. I want to know that power. Wedding that I've dreamt, that I've already done. It's now what somebody... You know, you know, there are some things in your spirit, you've already done it. Somebody's not saying, we'll stop it. How? The worst you can do is I'll wake up late, but you can't stop it. That's the worst you can do. That Okay, the wedding is night, you wake up at 10. That's the worst. But that you stop something... Ever. No, Abba, no. When the money did not come from jazz... The money came from God. So God that paid for the hall will now ensure that the hall is not in use. It's not possible. It's not possible. You're giving the determines the prosperity that you are combinated into. It determines it. Some folks last year were saying, we need to know the source of his income. Where is he making money from? The source of my income is God. And if God is still on the throne, my pockets will never be empty. That's what I want you guys to understand this morning. If God is your source, you can't lack. He says, the Lord is my what? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? I shall not want. I shall not lack. The only reason why you are scared when somebody pulls that from you is because that person is your source. Oh, my uncle no longer picks my call. Then you are worried. You start getting lame. Then because of your uncle, you do seven days of fasting so that God will touch his heart. It's because your uncle... And you know, to be honest with you, the Holy Spirit will not answer that prayer. God will not answer that prayer. Because the truth of the matter, like my spiritual father will say, you never fasted seven days to know God better. But you are fasting seven days so that God can touch the heart of your uncle. Our Lord is a jealous God. If you cannot give him seven days prayer and fasting, but you are giving it to your uncle, he will not honor that prayer. He will not. Your giving determines the prosperity. So you want to enjoy a prosperous lifestyle magnify and amplify your giving. Muslims, look at, they had their festive, uh, whatever, what, what, was the, what was the festivity they had yesterday? 
uh, is it Salah? Yeah. All over the streets, I was seeing them sharing rice, meat, everything. Giving people, I'm sure they came to your house too. That's when you brought out your bowl. I don't know if that bowl still exists. They call it Abajashe. You bring out your bowl, collect, collect from neighbor one, neighbor two, neighbor three. Then at night, all of you will not sit down. You'll be comparing rice. This one has pepper. This one does not have pepper. This goat meat is soft. This ram is thick. This one is bone. They put fried rice. Thank God Muslims don't do too much of fried rice. You'll be comparing. Ah, your boss's one is good. Mommy Akin's one. I don't really like it. But let's take it back to Christians. That Christmas is just my family and I alone. In fact, when they knock your door, we are not at home. It's the truth. I've been going to church every Christmas day. I have never seen a Christian come to church with food. I have never seen. Maybe it will happen in THM for the first time this year because of what I just said. I have No, let's be honest. Have you gone to church on Christmas and you saw somebody brought food? Never! Christians are too stingy. They're too stingy. Like my spiritual father will say, whenever you have a financial problem, the first approach is your pastor. But you are the same person that will not go on that the free speech and say, uh, giving is for the uh, tithes for the uh, uh, Levites. It's not for pastors. Pastors are not Levites. You, do you know the difference between Levites and pastor? You don't know. You don't give. Beggars, you don't give. You don't help people. Everybody is like a burden to you. What well, the scripture says, you that you are having the burden, bring your load. You're given the time and the prosperity that you are covenanted into. So when you see a man who is bosoming in all his ways, he's a man that has committed his heart to giving. To giving. And I, I, I dislike hearing the excuses of, I can't wait for God to bless me, then I'll start giving. He's blessed you. He's blessed you. Not everybody will get to the million stage. Not everybody will get to the billion stage. Not everybody will get to the trillion stage. But whatever level you are on right now, there are people below that level that you can still help. If all you are making is a thousand naira, there is somebody who would pray heaven and earth for you if you can only give them hundred naira. If you think I'm joking, go and try to sabo, give them fifty naira. You will hear the prayers that will come out of their mouth. But you, you are holding on to that fifty naira. To the point that you, you kept it in that pocket. It, it, it remained in that pocket for six months. My wife knows. I give unrepentantly. I give. I give. The Holy Spirit said to me, said to me, the day you stop giving is the day you stop having. And that's the same thing I'm saying because if the Holy Spirit said it to me, I can say it to you. The day you stop giving, that's the day you stop having. You can give. Even the Savior you believe, He gave. Give His life. Give, give. When you're inside the car, pay for people's teeth here. They don't need to ask you. And don't do it out of uh, pride. Let me show that fine girl that I have money. No, no, no. The fine girl doesn't care. There's an old woman in front that you can pay for that cares. Especially to the elderly ones. Widows, widowers, orphans, less privileged. Help them. Give. Give. When you are buying your house, don't buy for somebody. 
Don't wait till the shoe is destroyed before you say you want to give it out. Give it out in a good condition. There are ladies here, if you go to their wardrobe, there are, there are thousands of abandoned wigs and wivons, but they are not ready to give it out. And it's just there. Clothes, just there. Food, just there. Your neighbors are lacking, your friends are lacking, but you don't want to give. So purity there means freedom. Freedom from anything that contaminates you to be, it, it, it gets you to be faultless, to be uncompromised and all adulterated. Now, if you read that scripture again, you see where it talks about seven lamps. The lamps there signifies perfect light, perfect greatness, perfect brightness. So from that scripture that we can see that our, our rising is linked to our divine connection. So you see a man who is on the top is divinely helped and divinely connected. So your breakthrough is also linked to your divine connection. Your promotion is linked to your divine connection. One of these days I was in the house, I was cracking up with my wife. I said, you should be, every morning you wake up, you should be kneeling there in front of me and say, ah, Father, thank you for this husband that I have. Thank you. I said, do you know who I am to you? I said, I'm not just your husband, I'm your prophet. I'm your pastor. Without my grace, let that sake. Any slightest thing that wants to happen in the family, I'm the first call of approach. Why? Because somebody just believes that there's a grace at work in this young man. We need to talk from him. My uncle will call me and say, "Tomorrow, this is what I saw. This is what I'm passing through. I need to share with you." He has other pastors he could call, but you realize that I'm seeing progress in this guy's life, but I'm not seeing progress in this man's life. How did I know this? He went to a particular man of God for prayers. The man prayed for him. It took months before the thing answered. Now, between the months, the thing answered, the man was always calling him every week. Hello? I want to do prayers for you tomorrow. Can you send me a church card? To do prayers for you. Call every church card. Even when my dad was sick, there was this prophet pray for my dad. The prophet would be telling my dad on the phone that if you want this prayer to continue, send me a church card. My credit is low. I told my dad, I said, that one is not a man of God. He said, ah, you know, some pastors are going through trying times. No, no, no. The Lord has designed you to offer prayers for the people. You should not attach conditions to those prayers. So my uncle realized that Tomoa prays freely and does not collect anything from us. And whatever he says comes to pass. Why do I have to go and lie under somebody that after he has just prayed for me, just one small breakthrough. Imagine when you pray for when someone prays for you and say you buy a car, you not bought the car. The person is not telling you to come and do Uber for them because it was his grace that brought the car. Your promotion is linked to divine connection. Now let's check Isaiah forty-two. Isaiah forty-two from verse five to seven. Isaiah forty-two from verse five to seven. He says, this is what the Lord God says. The creator of the heavens and earth, who stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with all the springs from it, who gives breath to his people and life to those who walk on it. Hi, the Lord, who has called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. You see connection there? I will take hold of what? Your hand. Who is taking hold of your hand? Who is the one leading you? I will keep you and I will make you to be a covenant for the people 
and a light for the Gentiles. The reason why you are having issues is because it's a wrong person that is holding your hand. Some people's hands are held by negative thoughts. Some people's hands are held by family issues. Some people's hands are held by spiritual problems. Some people's hands are held by political views. Let God hold your hand. I said it before in THN, the only day I will step down as being pastor of THN is when the Holy Spirit leaves this church. And as far as I'm concerned, the Holy Spirit is not going anywhere. So I'm still the pastor till Jesus calls me home. I will make you to be a common of the people, a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind. So you should be a light and a pointer for people. They should use you as a good description for people. There were days when they used to say, Tom, why can't you see the way your cousins are, are running their life? Now they are sending those cousins to me. Your life should be a light. To open eyes that are blind. To set the captives free from prison. And to release from the dungeons those who sit in darkness. Now if you check Isaiah 58 verse 8. Isaiah 58 verse 8. It says, then your light will break forth. Someone say, my light is breaking forth. It says, your light will break forth like the dawn. And your healing will come quickly. Then your righteousness will go before you. Can you see what goes before you? Your righteousness. Your right doing. Your purity. Your sincerity goes in front of you. So when you go and meet people and say, please, I need you to loan me 100,000. They don't have to do too much paperwork for you because they trust the validity of your words. Reverend Samadhi Amin said in one of the meetings I attended, he said, your first capital is your truth. Your first capital is your what? Is your truth. Do you know you can walk into the same bank that the bank collected collateral from somebody and you will walk in there and they just believe you and just give you the loan. I'm telling you. My account officer was telling me, he said, tomorrow, if you want 20 million to build a church, just fill the paperwork. I'll talk to my manager. They'll make it happen for you. I said, I don't have collateral. He said, don't worry. Not everybody just collateral. Immediately I heard, not everybody just collateral. What's the impression they gave us? That before they give you one dime in a bank, you will drop more than what is more than one dime. He said, not everybody just collateral. Not everybody. Not everybody. I've seen cases of people that are sick and they will not attend to them in the hospital. But one call from one person, they will treat the person like a private, private, private uh, patient. He says that your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your what? Will be your hair guard. Now, if you look at, I'm showing you the scriptures for a reason. Look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 13. Ephesians 5, verse 13 to 14. It says, but everything will be exposed by the light and will become visible. And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Once your righteousness is established, you become a light. Through you, people see Christ. Through you, people see good works. And we're trying to get this place. The manager of this place said, he said, my spirit just connects to your spirit. And I was not the first to come here. People see your light. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to hide it. My spiritual father said something I'll never forget. He said, if he walks into a place with a short necker and you walk in with suit, he said, there's a way we we'll talk. He will get the job before you. I'm telling you the truth. 
Not every time I dress like a pastor, but when I go to places, people just assume that this guy is different. This guy is a man of God. It got, it got to a point that I stopped going to food court. Why? Because once I'm there, there's a long queue and somebody will just come. If down to the manager of food court, you say, can you please attend to pastor? I'm like, how do you know I'm a pastor? Except from the way we see you, you're just different. But you go to a place, they cannot even differentiate you and mechanic, they can't differentiate you and that. No. That's not Christianity. That's not Christianity. That's not Christianity. And that's what singles, that's what singles you out. Spiritual divine security. My spiritual father said, I'll never forget, never forget. He said, he said, he said to me, if they are shooting people, they are shooting people, firing squared one by one. He said, because of the light I carry. He said, before the gun gets to me, something will happen. Something must happen. And I'm telling you guys the divine truth. That's the way your life is supposed to be. They can be robbing cars before they get to your car. Is it that the bullet finish? Or they just got tired of robbing? And people are just like, wait, there are 14 cars here. They were 13. How come they did not touch your own car? That's why I tell my wife, I'm a man of the spirit. I'm directed by the spirit. Things will be happening in places, but I would just be excluded. There was a massive flood in Houston. Just my apartment alone. There was no flood. If I had got to a point I was not praying, I said, Holy Spirit, no, let the flood happen. Because I needed the money. Because I just need to go and declare to the government and say, flood has spoiled my car. And they'll give me a brand new one. People got brand new cars. If you had uncles or aunties in the US, during the flood, Houston flood, they got brand new cars. Somebody intentionally poured water inside his car. Because all the insurance just wants is proof that your car, and those were the cars they now shipped down to Nigeria and they sold for you people. And it's still working fine. And you are still pregnant on flooded flooded cars I was praying I said God let the flood happen let it come let it, let it just scatter everywhere let us... but because of the grace I carry the flood did not come everything that is illuminated becomes a light that's why it is said wake up sleeper talking to all of us rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The two olive trees there. It means spiritual cover. And that's my emphasis for today. It means spiritual cover. It means spiritual supply. It means spiritual source. And let me say this quickly. Any oil without a good source will run out over time. Any oil without what? Without a good source. It will run out over time. And any light without good covering will blow out. In a matter of time. The place of spiritual covering cannot be overemphasized. Are you in this place? You don't have a pastor. You don't have a spiritual cover. Listen. I understand your mom is your spiritual cover. I understand your father is your spiritual cover. I understand there's an auntie that prays about you. Listen. There must be a man sent by God. That must be your spiritual cover. Stop doing this Christianity and say it's all by myself. I don't, I don't need any man. As I am like this, your pastor, I have a spiritual father. I have a spiritual mother. I report to them on daily basis. There is nothing in my heart. I don't, I don't have, you see, and that, that's a challenge you have. Some people lie to their spiritual parents. That's why the grace is not working. That's why the grace is not working. That's why it's not working. 
Tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. You come to your pastor, you're coming to lie. I, I, I think each time I sense it, I don't need to talk to her, I'll just refer you to Ananias and Sapphira. Go read it in the Bible. Carry it in the Bible. It's easy, you can lie to your biological stuff. You can lie to your teacher. But a man sent by God, don't go before them and tell them what is not true. Don't play games with them. Don't play tricks with them. You are hoeing house rent. The house rent is 100,000. But because you know the pastor has money, you call it 120. So you can keep 20 in your pocket. The pastor will give you. Believe in you. But listen, you yourself will not even be able to explain how you spent that 20. That's what happens. I don't know if it was my wife I told or one of the ministers that worked with me. I said, everyone that has ever come to me to lie about money, go and find out. They don't know how they spent it. And they did their research. Go and find out. They don't know how they spent it. Because after you had given them, give them a week, they come back again. Can't lie. When God gives you a thing, the thing is not supposed to finish. It's supposed to multiply. So if you collect something with lies from a man that is sent by God, the thing will finish. It will finish. There must always be a leftover. So if there is no leftover, there is no sincerity in your accent. Because you know the pastor has money, so you lie to him. Your man of God asks you, did you fast? You say, yes, I fasted. Listen, man does not see, but who sees? God sees. It was divine instruction. Divine instruction was extended to Joshua. There is on in that connection to Moses. If there was any reason why God was intentional about Joshua, it was because he was super loadedly connected to Moses. How do I know this? If you read Joshua chapter 1 from verse 1 to 5, they said, the Bible says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross to the Jordan River into the land I will give to them and to the Israel. I will give you every place where your foot steps. Not where their foot steps, where your foot steps. Somebody said, somebody, somebody said, said recently on social media, he said he is not surprised at the capacity a particular man of God in Abuja is running. And he said the only reason is because he has tapped from too many grace. Just one grace that you, you have tapped from, you have spoken bad about the grace. Just one. I won't stop on Joshua. I will show you Peter. I want to show you the, the, the relevance of spiritual connection. I will show you Peter. Divine promotion was extended to Peter. There is uncompromised fellowship with Jesus Christ. How do I know this? Look at Matthew 16 from verse 17. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of, son, son of Peter. Blessed are you, Simon of Peter. This was not revealed to you by flesh, but by blood, by my Father in heaven. And now that did not end there. He says, and I tell you that you are Peter, not just Peter. You are Peter, the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. Do you see the essence of spiritual connection? On this rock, Peter, on you, on your availability. That's what it means. 
He wasn't saying Peter was a stone. On your vulnerability, Peter, I will build the church. He says, and the gates of AIDS will not overcome it. He said, Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Peter was living on earth and God was giving him the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Because he, he, he had an unhindered fellowship, an uncompromised fellowship with Christ Jesus. Do you notice that when they wanted to kill Jesus, Peter was one of the only ones that brought us his, his knife. They are talking about your man of God and you are keeping quiet. They ask you who is your mentor. You mention one man of God's name. But yet, you are not following him on social media. Yet, the man of God is having a program. You don't attend. Yet, the man of God says something. You are countering the stuff. I have never in my entire life spoken against any man of God. Never in my entire life. If I call you a father, you are my father for life. Somebody asked me, say, Pastor, can I change spiritual father? Can you change your biological father? He said, Pastor, I don't like it. He has moved to another dimension of ministry that I don't like. Why did, why, why, did, why did you call him your father? And for your clear information, you don't choose your spiritual father. God chooses your spiritual father. You don't choose your spiritual mother. God, you can choose mentor. You can choose mentor. You can choose people you want to follow. But God gives you a father. Jesus said, it's better that I go. He said, but I will send the spirit. The same spirit that helped me. I will send that spirit to you as a comforter. God gives you a father. God gives you a mother. You see people that are saying, oh, because I'm singing, my spiritual mother must be a singer. Because I'm dancing, my spiritual mother too must be a dancer. Because I'm a motivational speaker, my spiritual father too must be a motivational speaker. No. You all know my spiritual father. My spiritual mother is not even in the line of what I'm doing right now. My spiritual mother sings. But the capacity I, I, I operate here in ministry, got it from my spiritual father. You all know the story. The Lord showed me. The Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said to me, I'll never forget in Houston. I was in the mall. I was in school rather. And the Lord said to me, he said, today you will meet your father. In my mind of mind, I thought it was your Austin. Because he was the one that baptized me. I thought it was your Austin. I said, Lord, I've met your Austin before. Why would you say I'll meet my spiritual father today? He said, go to the mall. You will meet your father, your spiritual father today. I got to the mall. He said, drop your bag here. I dropped my bag. I told the guy, I said, I'm coming back because I was having an apprentice job in the mall. He said, he said drop your bag here. I dropped. The guy said, hey, Tommy, you came to work early. I said, yeah, I came to do something. He said, you want to shop? You made your money? I said, guy, just let me drop this here. The Holy Spirit said, follow me. I kept going. He said, sit here. I sat there. He said, so I kept chatting on the phone with somebody that was a protocol to my spiritual father. The person was even telling me, he said, hi. He said, Papa will be around for Tuesday service. I said, why? He said, when are you coming to Nigeria? I said, I'll plan by coming to Nigeria. He said, you need to meet him. You need to meet him. Let him pray for you. I said, did I hear? Holy Spirit said to me, he said, turn your head to the left. I turned my head to the left. I saw the back of my spiritual father going. Just the same way, Moses said, God, show me your glory. And God said, I will show you my back. The back of Pastor Bionofato in that I saw, everything he carried came on me. I stood up. My phone almost fell. Stood up. Started running. Ran, ran, ran. Followed him. I kept looking. I said, this is Ed. What's going on? Holy Spirit, is this how you walk? Is this how you walk? What's going on here? I said, what's PB doing in Houston? How come he didn't announce it on social media? How come he didn't say he's coming to America? How come I don't know he's around? As I was walking, walking, one of the guys beside him just stabbed him. and said, Baba, somebody's beside you. Baba turned his back. 
I used to ask, tell people to ask, I used to ask that question to people, who should do the introduction first? Is it not me? The next thing my spiritual father turned, he said, Are you not Tommy Waluye? I want to come and preach to your church. I said, I don't have a church. He saw tears dropping down my face. He said, Why are you crying? I said, I should be the one to introduce myself to you. He said, I've always known you. He said, he said, he said Take my details. Let's communicate from time to time. Let me know when you're in Nigeria. I would love to host you. Ah. Two years down the line, in my room in Houston, after watching the refresh program, he said, somebody here, your destiny is about to shift forever. I told my uh, student, she was my friend, I told her, I said, I want to do three days of spiritual dance, dancing naked in my room. Then third night, saw the missed call uh, on Instagram, live video. Like, he apparently called me on video call. I said, no, they must have hacked this guy's account. Message said, said, call me, Pastor Biodo. I said, how do I call you? I don't have your number. He said, drop your number. I dropped it. I said, well, if you want to scam, you want to scam someone that is broke. I don't have. The next thing was he called. As he was calling, I was hearing his voice. Was, the first thing he said, how are you, Tomoa? The Lord is your strength. I said, wait. I went on my laptop. I was playing his message on the other side to be comparing voices. So ah, this voice is balancing, it's balancing, it's balancing. He said, I would like you to do something for me. That was, that was it. So you are in this place, you are picking father because the pastor is popular. You are picking prophet because he's also... See, too many people have seen visions to my life, but they are not my fathers. Have you seen? They are not my fathers. They are not my father. They are not my father. There is nothing that man carries that does not operate in my life. There is nothing. There's nothing. And I've never abused it. I just go humbly. Sometimes they will look at me and say, Tomorrow, free yourself. I said, The day I free myself, I will mess up. Let me just remain like this. Say, I eat, 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 do, do. When the more one day, he said, Tomorrow, pick what you want. I said, Amy, they taught me well. Now, now me, supposed to pay. Some folks will say, Eh? My spiritual father, pick something. I said, I like this iPhone 13. Pick it, pick it. He will pay, oh. You can do that with your biological father. I told mommy, I told mommy to call who happens to be my spiritual mother or something. She was like, Tomoa, did you see all the stuff that was going on on social media? You did not even see anything. I said, mommy, the most important thing that matters is the heart. I said, not everybody that came on social media saying that they are supporting you, does not, is not, not all of them are true. It's the heart. I said, mommy, look at many of them on social media trying to support you. I said, but look at where I am today. I said, mommy, where am I? He said, you're in my bedroom. I said, that's what matters. I said, I'm here with you, eating your food, me and my wife. I brought my wife. We are eating with you like this. We are in your room. We are fellowshipping with you. I said, that's what matters. I said, going on social media to be saying, I want to defend you. That's why Jesus said at the cross, it's not those that were at the garden that were fighting. Peter denied him three times, brought out a small knife. Jesus looked from the cross when he was about to pass out. He said, Mother, these are now my brothers and sisters. And who are those? Those that were there at Golgotha. Peter ran away. He couldn't go to Golgotha. All the disciples, go and read the scriptures. They went back to their line of business. They went back. 
Never do not joke with the place of a prophet. Your man of God is your prophet. Whoever God has, I tell people, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be my wife. There must be a man sent by God to you. Not men. Are you hearing me clearly this morning? What did I say? Not men. A man. A man. A man. And can I be honest with you? You could be older than them. You could be what? You could be older than them. You could be older than them. It could be your brother. Your brother can be your spiritual father. He's your brother. Your mother gave birth to him. You are the one that changed his nappy. But he's your spiritual father. How do I know this? All the people in Christ's members, who is their spiritual father? Pastor Chris. Yet, his elder sister is in that church. The elder sister refers to him as her spiritual father. So if you are in this place and say, no, how will she not be my spiritual father? She know that I changed his nappy, that I took to school. He is the man sent by God to you. Your son can be your spiritual father. Your son. Your son. Your son. Grace is a supernatural advantage every believer must embrace. Grace is also a supernatural advantage that, that is best enjoyed via fellowship. Grace is also a supernatural advantage best enjoyed via followership. If you are following a man, follow with your heart. Some people are following some people because of what they want to get from them. Myself and my wife was in a meeting with my spiritual father someday and he said to some of we his, uh, his, uh, his uh, favorite son, he said, some people are here. Because of the money. Say some people are here so that they can they can they can mention their name on the stage and say pastor so 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 and so. I don't know if it was me that told me that was in there. I got to Kosa very late, right? And I sat where? At the back. The protocols kept coming. They said, Baba, they said until they said Baba said we should move you forward. That's when I stood up. He said, Sir, I want to create a seat for you in the front. We'll take some people away. I said, I'm comfortable here. I didn't come for uh, front role acknowledgement. I came to be blessed. That's why some of them there so much respect me and honor me because I'm not fighting for front seat. I'm not. I've been to Pastor Richard's church. That's Pastor Richard, one of the first PB son. I've been to his church in Abekut. I sat at the back. But some people say, Ah, my spiritual father is a pastor, so so and so. So that when you get there, they give you front seat. So that when the man of God is moving, you are right behind him. With your suit that you borrowed right behind them. On Facebook, you put his picture and your picture together, but in your heart of heart, your heart is not connected. Bishop Oedeko said something. He said, Some men of God don't come here anymore. He said, They asked him, They said, Papa, why? He said, Because they think that every man of God that comes, they're always coming with a seed. And because they don't have a seed in their hand, so they are too shy to come. Bishop Oedeko responded to the pastor. He said, what I want from you is not a seed. It's your heart. Because if your heart is connected, whatever I have, you have it. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today. How many of you know that song? Come in today. It's your heart. If you see, it's not the seed. I'm, no, I've been... Going to Koza, I've been seeing the seed they give my spiritual advice. Those that will package their own is an envelope. I yes, you can ever put in a small in an envelope. I yes, you can put there, cannot put one million in an envelope. But a part of them feels that ah, I've dropped the seed. I should recognize, I should recognize. I did not. 
I told my wife, I, I said, I said, man, I have your seat. So much to say. So much to say. When did I start going to Koza? I used to live in Houston. I probably just started going there two years ago. I told my wife, I said, all the pastors that sit on this road, they are bishops, they have big, big churches. I had not even started THN, I was already sitting in front. The first day I ever stepped into Koza, I sat with his children. One, product, one lady that got uh, connected to us, she said, nobody sits with PB's children. He said, the mere fact that you sat with them, it means you are family. He said, nobody there sits with PB's children. And guess what? The very first time I had interactions with the children, you know what they said to me that blew my mind? They said, our father has told us so much about you. If your, father, if your spiritual father can boldly tell people about you, you are doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Get connected. Spiritually connected. That's the challenge we have with Christians. They just want to go to church. You don't want a spiritual covering. And you are running out as I told my wife, I said, before I call somebody a spiritual son, you must have done 10 years with me. Because I'm the most, I'm the most difficult person to know. My workforce know me. Like after this Sunday service today now, some people are some people should just some people are in, in a particular department that they need to run. They don't have to wait for me, they need to run away. Because the dealing I want to deal with them after today's service. I told my wife, I said, you must have done 10 years with me. 10 years. Somebody, I've never said this before in church, but I'm gonna say it because of what I'm talking about. I know my time is up. Somebody left me, very close person. And they were asking the person, why did you leave? He said, it's because he collected his money back from me. They asked him, which money? He said, eh, he gave me money to buy something. And he collected the money back. I said, okay, go back and tell him. That thing he, I gave him money for, what did I give him the money for? He said, eh, you gave him money so that he can be using that thing for the church. I said, if something is for the church, will you take it away? I don't own the church. I am just by privilege the lead pastor. If your company buys your official car and you say you are not working again, will you go away with the car? You return the car. I said we bought it for you so you can use it for the church. And now you say you are leaving the church. You want to carry costs. I'm even helping your life and destiny. Return it back. And lo and behold, when he returned it, I, I did not give him my account number. Abi, see you. I gave him church account number. Send it back to the church. It's the church that bought it for you. Now you have left the church. Return it back to the church. And the person says, because of that, that's why he left me. Ah. I told one of my covenant brother, you know the next thing he said? He said, truly, he was never connected to you. He was only with you because of what he could get. As if that was not enough. I told them to go and ask him again. I said, every other thing that I got for you that were personal stuff, did I ask for it back? He said, no. I said, so where's my offense? What did I do wrong? That is for church. Return it back. You can't keep the ark of God in your house unauthorized. The church bought you a phone that you should be using this phone to be calling members and be greeting them. You've not left the church. You now feel that you, this is your entitlement. Listen, in a week, that phone will spoil. It's not a cause. You just got the phone is stolen. Or the phone will not work. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. 
don't joke with spiritual covering. We are too young. Don't joke with it. If you, God assigns somebody to you as a father of spiritual cover, do not joke with them. Peter said, I'm not worthy to die like Christ. Turn my cross upside down. I stayed too long in this city. And I see that Christians in this city, they do not have regard for spiritual authority. I wasn't surprised why the former governor said, you don't have regard for constituted authority. I wasn't surprised. Connection is spiritual. Sit down. Connection is what? It's spiritual. It is spiritual. It is spiritual. It's like a covenant. You can't speak against it. You can't. You can't. You can't. Foundation is also spiritual. Foundation spiritual. One pastor will say, if you are not ready to abide by the principle, do not accept it. All of us came out. Altar call. Come and give your life to Christ. You came out. I wish there was enough time for us to explain the foundation of Christ. Before you come and accept. Foundation is very spiritual. Victory without a fight. You must key this connection. You must key your foundation. And lastly, life itself is spiritual. Life is not physical. Life is not what? It's not physical. It's spiritual. Very spiritual. Myself and my wife yesterday... Well, she has given me permission. It's a Thanksgiving note. Miss Hope was with us yesterday. Attended to a family emergency. We got back to the scene where the accident happened. A Toyota Corolla lost control, whatever, damaged in almost an entire shop, blood all over the floor, people died. But a four-year-old baby was brought out from under the car. His head was squeezed inside a bumper, but they still brought the head out without no scratch on the head. Now, listen. He got to the hospital, they just stitched the pant that his leg had a scratch, and they told the mother, You can take your son home. The mom was crying. The nurse was telling the mom, I said, Why are you crying? The mom said, Nobody enters the hospital with an accident and walks out the same day that this must have been God. I thought that was enough. We went, me and my wife and Miss Hope and the parents, we went to go and check the accident scene. A biker who I knew was high, a biker who I knew was high, he had drunk something. You know how Nigerian bikers can drink? He has drunk something. He said something. Immediately said it. I looked at the mother of the child. And what did the biker say? Pitoms, tell us. The biker did not know that the mother was beside him. That the mother of the boy, because the biker said the only person he's grateful for in this accident is that small boy, four-year-old or five-year-old that they brought out from under the car and nothing happened to the boy. The mother started crying because she, the biker did not of course know that that was the mother beside him. He was just talking based on what he saw. And the next thing he said, he said, whoever is the mother of that child, her heart must be pure. That's emphasis of my message. He said the mother must be a good person. Is why nothing happened to her child. The mother's heart must be pure. Immediately the accident happened. I was the first person they called. 
They said, Pastor Tomoa, those people must be thanking God. Those people must be thanking God. Somebody's in this place, in this church. I told the person, by virtue of why I met the person, I said, if you follow me for six months and nothing about your life changes, you can go. He's in this church. I said, if you follow me for six months and nothing changes in your life, leave. I know the grace I carry. This thing is spiritual. It is what? It is spiritual. Stop joking with men that God has sent to you. That's how you enjoy victory without a fight. The mother, mother life is not a strong Christian like some of you because she, I know her. She hardly even goes to church. If she's going to church, she's going for four Sunday so that she can dance. But the biker said something that touched my heart. He said the mother's heart is what? It's pure. I have a question to you this morning. Is your heart pure? Can somebody for the grace that works in your life escape death? There are a lot of people attached to you. Who can escape death for the course of your life? The CFO of this church had an accident. About 10 people died, if I'm not mistaken. She was the only one that came out and survived it. And before that girl traveled for NYC, she said the Spirit of God led her to come and sow a seed to me. How much was in the seed? Just maybe a thousand error or two thousand error. I collected the seed, prayed for her. I even blessed her with more. She was crying, rolling on the floor like, wow, nobody has given her this kind of money before. Because I was like, you're going for NYC. I give her a lot of money. Just go. But as I was driving out of the church office then at Shama Hall, the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, Tomoa, that money is not yours. Give it to that old woman by the road. I gave the woman both with the envelope and the money. The woman was saying all sorts of prayers. I did not even pay attention to her. Immediately he called me about the accident. I was still this. Now, guess what? The accident happened on the express. Her phone fell. She has a password on her phone. But apparently the nurses were able to still unlock the phone. Who says life is not spiritual? You know how you lock your phone. Nobody can unlock it. Nurse, unlock the phone. They didn't put SIM card on that phone. The same phone. Unlocked it. And the first person they could call was still the same me. And they started reaching out to others. I went back to my prayer room. I was praying myself and my wife. And the Holy Spirit said to me, she cannot die because she has dropped a seed. At the seven digit of Koza, one of Baba's favorite sons too, was looking for land everywhere. Baba heard about it. Baba said, Baba said, why would he be looking for land when he has a seed on the ground? Life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. How come to become a governor, become a president, they tell you you have to spill blood? Is it not PVC that will get you there? Why blood again? Life is spiritual. You want to experience victory without a fight. Beloved, tighten up on your connection. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluwen podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. 
partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you. Thank you.